It's another episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We talk about some former Arizona Coyotes players. Where are they now? We're going to find out in just a moment on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. we got a great show for you guys today. We are talking about some former Arizona Coyotes players and where are they now? And more specifically, we're talking about two Arizona Coyotes players former Arizona Coyotes players, who have made their way over to the other desert team. Yep, that's right. The Dallas Stars. <laughs> no, wait, the, uh, the other other desert team. Uh, it, was, it was funny, especially because it all happened in like the span of the week. Uh, it was announced that uh, Phil Kessel had signed with the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they traded a – hang on – a fourth-round pick in the 2024 NHL entry draft to the San Jose Sharks for former Coyote Aiden Hill. Absolutely, which is um, let's start with Aiden Hill because that was the newer one, which is a really interesting thing, right? Both of those, you know, pretty interesting transactions on the Vegas part. Um, but let's talk about Aiden Hill for a sec because not only did the Coyotes just look better with this because of all of this? Because the Coyotes unloaded Aiden Hill for a second-round draft pick, right? They got a second-round draft pick drafting away to Aiden Hill. And they got Yosef Kozhenash, but nah, we don't need to worry about that one. Um, yeah, yeah. But a second-rounder so second and another goaltender, right? San Jose trades Aiden Hill off the very next offseason – for a fourth rounder to a very desperate golden Knights team. Uh, like, yeah, we, we, we talk about like coyotes pl- players having like an opportunity to prove themselves. Uh, Laurent Boisson, and Logan Thompson, uh, are the two players that Vegas had, uh, in, you know, blending on this. And neither of them have much experience. Aiden Hill, has the most experience of those three, I believe, which is saying something because you know, like, guys didn't play Hill a lot. He didn't get that many games with the Sharks. He only played 25. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's the interesting thing uh, to, see, to see how that all works. Um, obviously, anyone who knows me and kind of has listened to the show and listened to a lot of things, I like Aiden Hill a little bit. But at the same time, like, I don't like his attitude and I don't like, you know, I, I guess I don't like his approach to playing the game. Like, he just kind of doesn't come off. It just doesn't come off right to me. Um, sure. Which, you know, a lot of this, I mean, like, which some people might like the way he does. I personally don't. Um, 
And is he good? I mean, look, let's put it this way. We talked about this before, right? When he was on the Coyotes, he went through 10 straight games in a row before they, um, when both of uh, Kemper and Ranta were out with injury. So it was like, oh, so we're going to put in Hill and not worry about Prospetov. And it's like, "Mm hmm. yeah, he so, survived the, those 10-plus games. And he survived. So that tells you something of the kind of player he is. The only thing is, that was with the Coyotes. Um, can it translate to other teams? Obviously, like with San Jose, he did okay. Now we have to see how he does with Vegas, where he's a lot more pressure on him. Because do you, like, cause do, does, does Vegas put in the uh, a lot of stock into logan thompson i don't think so because we because like like you said you named two two goaltenders some of you like where's robin leonard robin leonard's out for the season so like yeah um sorry it's not like it it the golden knights are in a, a very funny situation i'm gonna say like it's also unfortunate because you know like you know it all would happen but it's also a doing of their own reckoning because they made this mistake themselves <laughs> uh absolutely so uh yeah i mean the the way i'm kind of thinking about it it aiden hill he's probably gonna have a better team in front of him than he would have had in san jose with with vegas like definitely you know i mean vegas isn't gonna be a great team (laughs) yeah but they have some good players like some yeah like Mark Stone's going to be able to keep the puck out of the net. Jack Eichel probably is going to like, I, I, I do think that that is, you know, better than San Jose. We'll just say that better than San Jose. Well, San Jose is going to be probably the worst team in the Pacific division next year. So that's yeah. not saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, this is a, a pretty good opportunity for Aiden Hill. Uh, I got the impression that he wanted to be the guy for the Coyotes uh, or a chance to prove himself as the guy. He didn't want to be like behind, you know, third in line anymore. He didn't want to be a prospect behind Prosvitov. Um And, you know, he's going to get that, I guess. Like he, he's got a chance to show what he can really do. Um, I think it's going to be pretty rough. Oh yeah, it's gonna. It's like he he is in for a test. He is a hundred percent in for a test, and I am a hundred percent actually looking forward to it, seeing what he can do, how he's gonna do it. Because I mean, like I like I said, like I was a fan of his play style, and like I'm just like it, I've been rooting for him and playing well since he's been on the Roadrunners, right? Because he played well with the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, yeah, he was like. One of the, I think he was two, like Tucson's best goaltender, like without without a doubt. So, like, you know, I I I would be lying if I said if if I said I never thought he would like he would never pan out, you know, because I thought I thought for a moment he would. Yeah, I mean, and of the three goaltenders, like I think he is going to be probably the one that they lean on most. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, it looks like Brissot, um has played more games. Not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but I apologize if I'm not. Uh, had over 100 compared to Hill's 74. But 
also an older player. Like Hill is only 26 still, which is very young for a goaltender. Like he could definitely find his footing still um, and make it as an NHL starter. Like if you look at, you know, the career paths of some goaltenders, like you're never really out until you're completely out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like a lot of there have been a decent amount of goaltenders who have had, you know, second or third chances. And in that third chance, they have like an immense emergence and they're like, oh, crap, where did this guy come from? And then and then all of a sudden people are like, wait, why did this team X team let them go? Like, does it happen all the time? No, but it happens. Yeah, it definitely happens. I mean, like. It, it felt sometimes like Kemper was that kind of goalie. Um, mm hmm. Like, cause didn't he start off um, in Minnesota? Um, he was in Minnesota. Like, it was like Minnesota, then LA. Yeah. Um, and then from LA to Arizona, where he ha- like, where a lot of people were just like, oh, he's going to Arizona, yada yada yada. And then like, he has a really good career in Arizona, leaves Arizona, and then wins a Stanley freaking Cup. Yeah. Uh. I was looking it up, uh, and I would say probably the quintessential goalie who had a second win, Devin Dubnik, uh, mm. going from my like ECHO one year to being with the Coyotes, and eventually having a pretty pretty good time with the Wild. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, like you know, his career faltered off once he got older. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he didn't have a third win. Of unfortunately, uh, I do want to add by older, he is 36, so two years older than me. Can't wait for my career to start petering out. Hey, we're in, we're in the broadcast track, Carl. We can we, we, we can go as, as long as we want. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, le- less physical breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you could be the next uh, you could be the next Don Cherry. <laughs> Go forever. <laughs> the the name I want to be associated with, Don Cherry. <laughs> of all people, I just came up yeah. with that name. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> I'm gonna get some very flamboyant suits, uh, <laughs> uh, and I am not gonna say anything else uh, about Don Cherry. That's about it. Okay, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with that. Anyways, though, we're going to get back on track in just a moment. we got, still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about players, uh, former players of the Arizona Coyotes who have now moved on to their new destination. Again, this destination on today's episode, the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to get to the more in just a moment. But first, turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have to say, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It's the delicious, it's the indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, And, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. The real cookie dough chunks, like, you know, I am not overselling those. They are 
really chunky. You bite into it, you can like get that mouthful of cookie dough flavor. It's delicious, and it only has 160 calories and comes with a whopping 15 grams of protein. What I want you to do, go to builds.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock. So we discuss, you know, former Arizona Coyotes players who have moved on to the new destination this episode. We talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. So that brings us to the second player who uh, have moved in just the last, you know, week or two. And Phil Kessel, he has signed a deal with Vegas, Carl. Um, that's an interesting one. Yep, uh, it's a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Looks like it has a modified no-trade clause where you can submit a 12-team no-trade list. Interesting. Okay, so pretty much you can be like, it's like, yeah, half the league, this half the league, yeah, no, no, I stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. although, like, I, I really doubt that that is going to be necessary. Like, Because with how much Vegas needs personnel... Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also just like the number of teams that are going to be like looking for Phil Kessel at the trade deadline. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that the 12 teams that is on his no trade list, probably the 12 or like the bottom 12 teams in the league. <laughs> yeah. He probably could have just said like a, a six team, no trade list and gotten like the six ones that are, going to be relevant at the trade deadline uh but whatever he said 12 absolutely but it's going to be interesting on that on um on on that side uh one of the things that i you know i tweeted out when it first got out you know a couple weeks ago i was like all right um like i said like hey at locked at locked on vegas golden knights you guys better make sure that vegas does not healthy scratch this guy until well after he breaks the record. And Which is so just don't do it. Just like don't even think about it. Like let his break like let his streak end if he feel if if like he gets injured, right? Because then that happens. But just let him ride it out. Let him go as you know, set the record as best he can for most consecutive games played. I mean Ultimately, like, he's going to set that record very soon. I think he only has to do, like, what, eight games, nine? Like uh, like that. Yeah. It, he's going he's gonna to surpass it in the first month. Um, and he is going to be, like, comfortably the leader in that. Like, I don't think anyone is going to be getting close to it anytime soon. Um, and something that I talked about a lot whenever I was invited on to come talk about Phil Kessel – on either Twitter space or a podcast or anything. It's like, eh, once he's comfortably past that, you can scratch him. Like it's less. So like the fact that Philadelphia like blinked first and scratched Yandel and set that mark, it kind of makes everything a little bit more real. Yeah. And I think now with the, with, with that insight, it makes it more interesting, right? It makes it more fun to watch. Um, I'm still going to be watching Phil Kessel's, you know, next few games, no matter what, even though he's dressed in a, you know, the uh, the Vegas mustard that I think it's now going to be full time. Um, but 
you know, and you know, and you guys all know how I feel about the Vegas team. Um, so like, it means a lot to Sam Stockman to watch him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think that Kessel has something to add to a team. Like, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like where they end up playing him. Yeah, exactly. I, I think especially, again, like I mentioned, with a team that is kind of struggling with their personnel. I mean, yeah, you mentioned two players in, in Mark Stone and, and, and Jack Eichel. But, like, this team has freaking lot. Like, from the uh, 2018 expansion um, Stanley Cup final team, this looks drastically different. Yeah. Which, I mean... Yeah, that's uh, also not the good reasons. No, no, they gave away a lot of really good players for for nothing because because they because they put themselves in such a deep cap salary cap hole that they couldn't that they just need to figure something out. Yeah, I will say like I do think that this is a good move for Kessel, like because if he can get that time with some of those higher end players. Like, he doesn't have to worry about what the Golden Nets are going to look like two years from now. It's going to probably be a train wreck, uh, but he'll be long retired by then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he's kind of like, yeah, he's in that comfortable seat. He's like, you know, if this team, you know, who knows what's going to happen to this team. But um, to me, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to kind of write it, write it off with the, quote, fun team. Yeah. Uh, also, it, it should be said, uh, Rick Tockett lives in Vegas, uh, so he is going to be close to his friend uh, Tockett. Ah, oh, you had to mention that. <laughs> I like when I found that out. I was just like, "Oh, I should have just said Vegas from the beginning." Like, I didn't realize that that's where Tockett lived. Um, but. Uh, it, it says a lot that the fact that Phil Kessel did not do great under Tockett in his time with the Coyotes, they are still like apparently very close, like, and they have like a deep kind of connection, like that. That to me makes sense. Like, I, I'm sure that Tockett provides something that Kessel needs, and it's one of those like reasons why like everyone kind of like thought he would be like a great coach for the Coyotes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they'll be interesting to see. Um, but again, like I said, the um, the Castle of Vegas thing is going to be fun um, because, well, like let's just put it this way: like like I mentioned, the whole Vegas situation is just very interesting. Um, did, did you yeah. see what Kessel said? Um, he he did the the whole like it's nice to be in an opportunity to win. Um, thing which I I don't really find that too offensive. Like it's something that gets said just a lot. I never really take too much stock into it. But also, like we just had a whole segment about how Vegas's goaltending is garbage. So yeah, um, that's why I cringe when you said that. I'm just like, I mean, I get it because Arizona is in no place to win at all. Yeah, but like we like like we just said, Vegas is probably going to be a bottom three team in the Pacific Division. I mean, maybe. I There's certainly, I don't think, cup contenders at this point. 
like unless I mean, like let's look at let's look at it this way um edmonton is easily going to take the crown for the pacific division sure um, outside of that you know i think what the kings are emerging so like they got to probably got a playoff spot okay um and the the flames did like retool a bit yeah because with the fl- the flames did they don't like i think they might be a bubble team okay I just because Vegas, San Jose, and Seattle are just not going to be good. Yeah. So, I mean, Vancouver kind of had a had had a decent swing, so maybe Vancouver. Because I mean, that, that's all that's all that's left. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It, it is definitely. If I am Phil Kessel, I think this move makes sense for his final hurrah. Um, I think he is probably going to end up being on the trading block looking for one final cup run. And you know what? This is what I can see happen now that you kind of put put it that, you know, put that, put that kind of, you know, thought in my brain. I really think that, you know, Castle has good because, like, you know, he's able to show what he's capable of in a Vegas system. You know, he plays well, probably one of the top teams, on, top players on the team. And then so his stock drives significantly up. Trade deadline comes, a cup contending team or, or a bubble team is like, all right, we need a certain kind of player to help us make that extra push. Who are we going to take? Oh, look, you know, Castle's on the block. Let's take Phil Castle. Yeah, could be. Um, I could see that definitely happen. Um, I, I, he's still in Arizona. Yeah, he might be playing well, but people are like, but it's Arizona. Yeah, very true. I, I just I don't know where Vegas is going to slot him because um, it looks like just like I'm looking at the right wings that they have. Uh, Stone, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Smith. Is he like on the third or fourth line again? Like he was with the Coyotes. If so, I can, I can see him third line wing. Huh? I I just like the fact that he signed for one point five million. That seems very low. I remember like around the off season or around the trade deadline. Like I was like, I mean, could you have traded Phil Kessel for like a? Th- sixth round pick just to give him to a contender but like oh you can't do that you don't want a stock to go that low and now it's like ju- just over league minimum his stock has gone pretty low um but yeah it, it'll definitely be interesting to see uh bill castle definitely kind of makes me hate the golden knight slightly less yeah that's true um yeah and it was only a little bit, only a little yeah. bit, just a tiny bit, just a, just a sliver, you know, a yeah. very, 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 very slim sliver. Yeah, I'm not gonna go buy a jersey or anything, but uh... especially of how ugly those jerseys are. Yeah, true. Um, anyways, though, 
We're running out of time of this episode. Any final thoughts that you want to share? Yeah, uh, just don't don't take it too seriously when an athlete says that they're in a position to win. Just just don't. Uh, it's fine. It's it's one of those like seven things that hockey players say. Uh, it's a sports player, sport athletes say it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, just never never take that too seriously. Although I I I, I will mention this real quick, and it's a completely different sport, but I just loved it was when um, uh, uh, when Bryce Harper was introduced with um, the Philadelphia Phillies in baseball and he's just like we're gonna t- we're, we're, you know it's like we're gonna get we're gonna get a championship back to DC and he was formerly with DC uh, you know the Washington Nationals that year the Washington Nationals win the freaking World Series and I was laughing hysterically <laughs> um, like oh my god this this is real i but um but that's the kind of mood that you that you that you gave me when you said that just don't take it seriously i'm just like mm, well <laughs> uh, yeah let, let me let me uh like if it's if they're getting cocky about it then absolutely hold it against an athlete if an athlete's cocky that that's kind of fair game to to give him a little bit of yeah, a little bit of... like that. Like it was that that phrase that he said was that um, was misconstrued because he meant to say Philadelphia, but he actually said DC. <laughs> I I would love that. <laughs> I would love to see what would happen if a hockey player made that mistake. Uh, just oh my god, <laughs> I'm imagining it now, but I won't say. I got like I'm not. I don't have a specific player in mind, but like I'm. Ima- I'm just trying to imagine it right now. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, especially like, could you imagine if like a player said it like in a Canadian team? Like it would be like national news front page. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it would be hilarious. I would yep. love it. I would love it though. It'd be amazing. Anyways, though. That's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes. On Instagram at Locked on Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. It's Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. I hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!